0: You have selected Microsoft Sam as the computer's default voice. Go ahead, Joey. <laughs> I am Joey. <laughs> wow, you know what I really love, Joey? Being able to see your your face, your expression in <laughs> in uh, in real life as we yes kick off another podcast normally
1: we do this through like snapchat filters so right. you see like a more stylized
0: softer lighted version of yeah face. you're much uglier in person <laughs> it's true <laughs> yeah it's uh you know i thought it was going to be weird getting out here and seeing people again but it's actually so easy to get back to i yes. miss it it has been so nice. Everyone's been so nice. Everyone's been so nice. Everyone's so
1: excited to see me. I was very surprised. Yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised by that.
0: Me too. And I, you know, everyone was uh, really nice about the podcast too. That's <laughs> true. I think that a lot of people's perception of me over the last however many months, year plus, has been through this podcast.
1: Yeah, they, you've never left left their side. Yeah, they've been. There. You've been with them this entire time. Really, it's wow it's so true. It's not like you disappeared at all. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. (laughs) It's not like you locked yourself in
0: your apartment for what, 12 months? More than that. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, in that, during that time, it was easy to have FOMO, um, and feel like people's perceptions of me were twisting. Mm -hmm. The internet has a, you know, has that effect, has that effect. Yeah. On me and maybe others. But seeing everybody in person again, it was really easy to get back into just, uh, you know, hanging out with friends.
1: Yeah. was a lot to catch up on and talk about. So yes. super easy.
0: One of the biggest things people had to catch up on, uh, is the fact that there's a, uh, a fuzzy caterpillar of sorts resting on my upper lip.
1: <laughs> so where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is. Th- so when did you
0: grow your mustache? Um, during the, the uh the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. So like they sent me home and you, said you're gonna You be locked home. yourself
1: inside and said now is the time to mustache it up.
0: Now so, is the time to stop shaving. This yes. is a
1: coronavirus uh mustache, as many people have in as uh, invested in facial hair during yes, this yes. quarantine period.
0: Yeah. Well I think um for the facial hair gifted men among us among us uh speaking of the internet ruining your
1: brain i know
0: (laughs) but for those of of the community of facial hair enthusiasts who can grow facial hair quickly maybe they don't need a period of time to get to the point where it's not embarrassing but i'm not one of those people neither
1: am i but even if i try other people still have to see me And so it doesn't work out.
0: Right. So I took full advantage of the fact that no one was going to see me for the longest time. And yeah, we had video calls, but it's not, you can't see it as well, you know? So I didn't care about my appearance. It it was the least attention I had to give to my appearance probably since like, you know, I was a kid (laughs) when I just didn't care. (laughs) Right. We didn't even realize that you were a thing that people could see. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) So I, uh, you know, this kind like, going back out into socialization here uh it's been my first time being a mustache guy right and i'm, I'm welcome into a community of mustache havers that i wasn't welcome in before right. it's not like it was an exclusionary thing but now it is definitely one of the first things that uh people bring up when they talk to me it's, oh what do they say they say nice mustache. Oh, very <laughs> nice. I mean, it is bold to change
1: your facial appearance so Sure, much, sure. You know? Like um, when I got my tattoo, I was you know I was I, got, I was worried about how people might receive mm-hmm. that or something. But I, think, I don't think many people notice because it's on my leg. Sure, people don't look down that far. Mm-hmm. So only occasionally does that ever even come up. Um, so you know, changing your facial appearance—it's really putting it out there.
0: Yeah, there's uh, no hiding it, that's especially right. when I'm not wearing a mask. That's right. <laughs> Although. Uh, to me, it's a little bizarre because I've had it for a year, and to me, it's just how I look now. Yeah, but a lot of people are like, "Whoa!" You right. Know? When I listen to your voice, I didn't imagine a mustache moving around. That's while right, you're talking. Just one mustache. Yeah, a disembodied mustache speaking to me <laughs> through the ether. It's um, yeah, and, and I, what what I really enjoyed about it because. Um, you know, I love compliments. Everybody loves compliments. That's great. That's that's not interesting. What's no. interesting is the fraternity, the brotherhood I've now found amongst other mustachioed young men. Right. See, that's
1: I'm, really interesting because I feel like the danger of growing a mustache is the opposite happening, where people don't want to associate with you because of the, your
0: you know lip uh,
1: <laughs> lip expression. Yes,
0: sure. And I've heard, I just. It's something I think people talk about. It's like, you can pull it off, and Mm. some people can't pull it off. I'm not sure. You know, I think I can pull it off. I think it's in the eye of the beholder. True. But based on the feedback I got this weekend, I think... Uh, I got enough positive reactions where I think I, it offsets the potential negative reactions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but really what made it special was we were at a wedding this weekend and two individuals that I had no prior connection to, uh, ended up having pretty decent conversations with them spurred off nothing more than the two of us locking eyes and recognizing, uh, the, uh, the impressiveness of each other's oh, facial hair. Right. Only upper lip though I did not fraternize with these beard havers who just have the mustache makeup less than twenty five percent of the total facial hair package I was talking about I was talking with exclusively mustachioed men right yes i mean
1: and, and I wonder why that is you know maybe uh <laughs> it well is, it is kind of a rare um uh, like facial hair um what's it, style, I guess? Sure. Most people just kind of like let it grow if they are going to engage in that at all. Right. Um, You hardly ever see people without, with beards and no mustache.
0: Yes. Um, But you do see sometimes both. Um, and I wonder how much of it for like, is just the novelty for me. Cause I'm just right. now being released back into the wild with this new mustache equipped. I'm sure that years into the future, if I continue to, if I retain my mustachioed status, uh, it could lose its, uh, allure or, uh, uh, not maybe not. Yeah, I guess allure would be the right word. It's not going to lose its appeal, but it might not be something that I notice impacts mm. my life in the way that it had this weekend. Right. Well, I I guess it depends, right?
1: Because maybe uh, do you have like an inflated sense of how mustache people, uh, act now? Do you think they're very outgoing and will address <laughs> other mustache people? Is that how you're going to love your life going forward? Yes. Whenever you see someone with a mustache, you're going to specifically seek them out to compliment them and engage with them?
0: I think I would like to continue that, yes. After the start we had this weekend, I think it might be something I want to try to do more. <laughs> it's just a level of common ground right? That, that's uh, you know better than nothing. Do you feel like
1: you uh, have more in common with them as people because you have mustaches? Oh. <sighs>
0: To a certain extent, but also no, because both of the guys that I talked to about mustaches had completely different lives than me. And after just a few minutes of conversation, I found out we had almost nothing else in common. Wow. Uh, but I do think it's a strong foothold to get started on a, what could potentially be a meaningful connection. Sure. Right? And not everybody I talk to has to become my best friend, but uh, it's, it's a starting play, uh, point that is, uh, I think rare enough to be special but common enough to be relied upon. So why do you think this is different than like
1: any other kind of facial hair? I mean you don't see bearded guys going up to each other talking to each other about their beards necessarily. Well I think there's a certain level of... Or or smooth-faced guys,
0: you know? I don't, I don't I noticed too- you also don't have a beard. Right. Like, well done, <laughs> young man. I see you also recently shaved. Well, I think um, there's a part portion of it that has to do with mustaches potentially going poorly. Mm. Um, I uh, have told you this before. I'm never. Sh- I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I've actually been awarded worst mustache in the office in my past. Okay? That's true, and it was a different, completely different mustache than this current mustache. Right. I know that you can try and fail at having a mustache. There are times where I've had a mustache and people don't even realize it because it's so weak that mm. from a distance they're like, I'm not even sure if it's is that a shadow exactly right. right. Like he he burned his upper lip and now it's tanner than the rest of his body. Right. It- it's not even or they just straight up don't even realize it's just so it like
1: a henry cavill uh type thing yes
0: uh, where they're like ah, that, that, <laughs> were they, did they remove his uh mustache in digitally post? yeah yeah <laughs> but that was a uh so so i think when you talk and this is something i discussed with these, these gentlemen that i uh conversed with yesterday was uh i told them that I was a fan of their work. Mm. That their the work was paying off. Right. They had clearly focused on putting together a, a presentable mustache, and uh, I recognize that. I think that's a big part of it, honestly, because
1: like clean shaven takes almost no work, no no thought whatsoever. Um, if you are if you have a beard, it takes a little bit more work, but ultimately at a certain point you just kind of let it go, especially if you're early on in that stage. But the mustache, it's it's a very purposeful, right? Can't go in too far can't you know you have to make sure it doesn't get too bushy yes you know there's a lot of a lot of uh, attention that has to be paid to that
0: right and there was a long time where my mustache was continuing to develop but i think it reached its peak when i finally bought um, maintenance tools for mm. my mustache where it actually does look its best right after i've trimmed it right and i think that's where you get to the level where other mustachioed uh, gentlemen will come to respect your work i see it's Man. sort of
1: like a, like a first contact type thing, right? As soon as you buy that stuff, that's when the mustache guys show up. Right. They're like, welcome to the club. You've passed the test. <laughs> Their senses
0: right. indicate there's, there's another one. Right. But they, yeah.
1: Before that, they can never fully recommend or invite you into the fraternity. Right. Right. It's only after you make that
0: first jump. Right. But but I don't want to... I do not want to make this as an exclusive thing to say that bearded gentlemen can't have their own fraternity because I think that there's a certain level of having a beard and then there's other guys who have like ZZ top level beards right. where having a beard is such a large part of their uh, appearance where yes. it, it reaches like another level. Unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm even nervous to go that far to say something like that because uh, my unlike my mustache my the rest of my facial hair is um, pathetic uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a disgrace and yes. uh, that's why i keep the rest of the face oh clean yeah i mean shaven. whenever
1: i try to grow i try to grow it out for a little while and it's just like really spotty you know yeah i thought maybe it would it would kind of come in i think i looked up like stuff like how to fix a spotty beard, and it's like well there's not really an option you just have to grow it out long enough so that it covers up the spots right right you know right. which is like i mean it took me months To get to the point where I even noticed I had spots that weren't growing. Right, right. So it's just, uh, it's just a. it's a lot and of And you art. look like a mess Absolutely. in the meantime. You know, and people don't want to go near you. People don't want
0: to go <laughs> Children don't, like, people don't want their children going near right. you. At work, people wonder, even though they're watching you do your job, they wonder if you're unemployed. <laughs> you know, they're, uh, <laughs> it's, it's tough. So, uh, which is why I really appreciate No Shave November. Mm. It's a time of year where men around the world can test out what their facial hair is capable right. of. And I, I have no sort of uh, analysis or statistics to back this up, but I do believe that it's the genesis of many a permanent facial hair that's probably
1: true you know yeah uh, it's it's wonderful that men get to experiment with their appearance yes. uh, once a month. Yes, uh, once, uh, once, once, a, once year. a year. Yes, unlike any other time of the year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, see, there's another portion of this, and I don't know how it might be risky to even mention this on the podcast because you know then the the, the jig is up. But I also think that having a mustache like this would be good because if I ever need to switch identities, mm. shaving it right quick would be a quick way to change what I look like in a drastic yes, way. Yes, that's right. Oh, and
1: glasses. Those are the two things. That will uh, really seal the deal for you. Yes. If you start wearing glasses, and if you shave your your mustache, or change your facial hair, or whatever. Yeah. And then that's how you do it.
0: Well, the uh, the pandemic, I think, enabled me to really experiment with my looks, especially because going to the barbershop wasn't such a great idea. And yeah. I started letting my mom cut my hair, which meant I had to be open to looking like anything. And, um, she's definitely improved over the year of cutting my hair. But at the same time, um, I've gone from having a lot of hair to having no hair to being kind of in a half Yeah. So, uh, I, I think I do feel a little bit liberated in, uh, having be, being dynamic about what I look like. Yeah. I'm going to change month to month and that's okay. That is okay. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. I'm not I'm not uh, committing to one look eternally. I'm not a cartoon character. Yes. <laughs> I'm not on a sitcom. <laughs> I also, by the way, wear different clothes every day. Wow. So I don't have Incredible. one look. <laughs> I constantly go, uh, my closet doesn't have like one set of yellow t shirts and blue shorts. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know. I mean, like I've I have struggled to figure out what I want to do with my hair too. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's always kind of been like it just gets long and it becomes like a curly mess and then I just don't know what to do with it and so I always wait too long to get a haircut Mm. and then it's like, okay, and then when I get it cut, I usually get it cut very short and then, so I have to wait longer for it to come back in but in between, I never like make a decision about what my
0: hair is going to look like. Have you ever thought about going long Fabio status? I've I've thought about
1: it like in order for it to be long enough to like tie it into like a a rat tail or something, it has to be much longer than it is now. Yeah. Like it would take as long as it's taken plus another two months, you know, to uh-huh. get to that point. Um, but at that, I guess once you go to that point, then you could just trim it up from there. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a uh, um it's a lot of work to keep it long too. It a lot of be, hair care products yeah, too. It can, be, it can be a hassle in itself. So. No,
0: yeah, nothing's more liberating than having a buzz cut and using you know a pea-sized drop of shampoo to cover yes. your entire scalp. You're using
1: soap to to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to to wash your head instead and, of shampoo. And,
0: yes, and being able to wear hats and not worry about hat hair. Yes, <laughs> which is uh, currently a problem now that it's it's hot enough and sunny enough that I'm wearing hats again. And that's the thing is like I want a hairstyle that I can just not
1: have to worry about. You know, I can, just, yeah. I can do something to it in the morning and then I'll be done with it. Yeah. Right now, I just kind of don't
0: do anything. I just get out of the shower. And, which is nice. You know, yeah. the low maintenance look is pretty good. But at the same time, you can do so much for your image by caring about what your hair looks Absolutely. like. Like I, I compare uh like it, i don't really know what the correlation is but like after i graduated college i started actually styling my hair and i look at pictures to compare and i'm like dang what were you doing in college dude like you like a lego uh like lego hair guy exactly with your uh with doing nothing at all to your hair i so. know
1: i know it's the thing is like i've been st- i've been thinking a lot more about my appearance just uh in general just like mm-hmm. clothes and everything um my girlfriend always laughs at me because i'm always trying to match stuff and it just doesn't go together yeah i always have and she, um, her mom actually bought me a bunch of minecraft socks nice um, like oh, two wow. years ago
0: she knows you yeah
1: it was like a, it was like an advent calendar type thing so it's uh-huh. like 15 different socks and they are just multicolored. right they don't go with anything sure um but they're the kind of the only like short socks i have I otherwise i have like where are you
0: wearing Minecraft socks right now? I am. Do you oh, want to okay. see them? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's um, let me take
1: off my shoe, and
0: uh, I mean, we might as well take full advantage of being in the same place. That's for right. Once. You can see my sock. <laughs> Here you go. Let's see. Oh, is that a uh, what is that?
1: Uh, I think it's a llama.
0: Oh yeah, I see it now. It's a little stretched out. What does it say pl- on the bottom? On the bottom it says "Let's ride." Let's ride, which so I think is cool. what Hopper says in um, uh, "Bug's Life." Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Yes, dude. I, uh, (laughs) good reference. I'm glad that we got that mashup on your (laughs) Minecraft (laughs) socks.
1: Yeah. So it's just like, I've been, I've been truly trying to think about how I want to do things, you know, and like I have all these pants, but they sometimes have styles on them and I have stylized like polos and stuff. Sure. And they just can't mix that stuff together. It gets too
0: busy. Exactly. Yeah. It's tough. Um, I, One of the things that I like, I mean, because I just finally met your girlfriend in person this weekend. She's a lovely individual and you guys are a lovely couple. And one thing you guys can do is coordinate outfits. Yes. You can also, you can go like the full like mile and match exactly, which is definitely has the, runs the risk of being tacky. But when you coordinate your outfits, you're not wearing the same thing, but your colors are coordinated. It can look really good. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we talked we talked about that because I bought a new suit and then she bought a new dress and everything. So it was all very um, we we had the opportunity to, but we didn't coordinate perfectly. Sure. So it was always the future. It's always the future. That's right. (laughs) So, you know, that that is definitely a goal. But um, I have a long way to go before that happens for me. I'm very much uh, still a novice at trying to get things to work together
0: right i mean i i don't know about you but i didn't buy any clothing over the pandemic i mean i bought like a couple graphic tees here or there for like animes i like but i didn't (laughs) i didn't buy anything that i had because i wasn't going to be seen by anybody and then now that it's finally time um i'm busting out stuff i've owned for years now and i'm like was this guy 2019 andy here wearing that shirt I feel like people can't notice or don't notice because nobody pays that much attention to what I wear. Um, but it is definitely something I need to get back into is like shopping for clothes again.
1: Yeah. Well, I bought clothes over the, over the break. Although we couldn't try them on I ended up buying some
0: jeans that were too big. Yeah. I don't Um, like, I don't like online shopping for clothes. We went to the store,
1: but I mean, we were in masks and everything, but they wouldn't let let us into the fitting rooms or anything. So Yeah. Just kind of had to guess. For the shirts it was easy cuz I like, just put them on. Right. in the right. aisles. But um otherwise, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's I'm I want to get back to the thrift store. That's what I'm really excited yeah. for.
1: I mean, that's that
0: COVID central. <laughs> I know, yeah. But <laughs> But still. No, it's I mean,
1: that's where all that's where the that comes from. There's something aesthetic that arrives with that, you know.
0: Yeah, and also it's affordable yeah. and um I like the idea of recycling clothes. Yeah. I I it, I, I, it kind of seems like wasteful to just constantly be buying and manufacturing new clothes. Surely we can cover ourselves up right. and not have to do all that. But I guess, I don't know. I'm just guessing.
1: There's no, a there's the, fashion designer. I don't know what his name is. I'm going to try and find it. Uh, who he, uh, His whole thing was making durable clothing. Like he wanted Ooh. to make clothing that was re- that would last you a really long time. Yeah. And he was super disappointed because it got shuffled into the fashion like cycle and people would stop wearing it after a year right um and it's like it's really high quality stuff um okay i'm not gonna be able to find it but it's like i really like that idea because it's just like oh we're gonna make quality you know and that's gonna be the that's the number one thing and it's gonna look good as well um but obviously you know fashions changed so much that it's it's you want to stay on top yeah. of things then you have to move with the times
0: that's yeah I, I tend to try to invest in certain fashions that are kind of timeless like sure. for instance i like I, like today i was wearing the sandals um shorts t-shirt fanny pack mustache combo that's and right. everyone was like ah the classic dad <laughs> and uh while i am you not were, a father <laughs> you were
1: looking very dad like when you were directing me to where to park earlier <laughs>
0: And I did a lot of putting my hands on my hips. And like sticking your, your sticking hips my, out a little bit. Yeah, sticking my gut out a little bit and like <laughs> you know, observing, you know, not really sure why. I would need to know everything that's going on, but I'm keeping an eye out. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't mind that look, you know. That one's, uh, it's a <laughs> mid-tier look. But I think it's consistently mid-tier. Sure. Not low-tier. It doesn't fluctuate too much. Right. I think, you know. um, And that's... that's, So that's something I feel comfortable in investing in. Uh, (laughs) It's more dad clothes. Yeah. uh, Something that can be... Or even just... you know, ironic dad clothes where yes. it's like, I'm doing it on purpose. Like look at how much of a dad I look. like. I, right but now. That's the problem though, is that <laughs> if all you own is dad clothes, <laughs> I didn't say it's all I own. <laughs> then uh, that's all you wear. Then like one day I'm going to wake up and my kid is just going to exist. Yeah, exactly. Well, n- Not
1: just that, but like, <laughs> that's just your style now. You know, it's, yeah. it's no longer ironic. It's no longer I know better. Right. It's, uh,
0: Oh, this is it. Well, I think, especially over the pandemic, I think that my style would like would be something that a lot of people look down upon because I value comfort over fashion. Yeah, Uh, like I love wearing uh, track pants and uh, like joggers. Those are two of my favorite long. Leg, not shorts that I can wear. And those aren't even allowed in certain establishments. I've been kicked out of the club multiple times for wearing uh, joggers. Really? (laughs) Yeah. And I guess kicked out's the wrong word, but like I'll wait in line, get to the door and they're like, you can't wear those leave. Wow. You you can't come in. (laughs) And I'm like, all right. You Dang. guys are the ones with the stupid dress code. <laughs> like That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and it's normal. I'm the one who's an, what are they, an idiot. What, what for, is it, like uh,
1: jeans or like... Uh, you
0: have to have, uh, like, you can't have elastic waistband.
1: Okay. So it was like dress pants, I guess?
0: Yeah. I mean, well, you can wear jeans. You can wear um, something that you have belt loops on, but elastic mm. is the problem. Uh, apparently and that's happened to me multiple times and uh the the first time i was mad the subsequent times was my fault <laughs> <It> should <laughs> i should know, know better. better at that point that's fine uh, you got to wear hard pants i think is how people refer hard to pants right like jeans are considered hard pants as opposed to sweatpants, uh, oh. which are soft you know soft or, pants yeah
1: yeah i'm much more of a soft pants kind of guy
0: right well i would argue that even like khakis are considered hard pants or sure. you know dress shirt like it doesn't have to necessarily feel coarse to be considered yeah. hard pants uh but that's what i w- like prefer to wear if i can you know and I, like if i always looked like uh i don't know if i'm in the mafia you know wearing a track suit all the time i guess i guess i'd be okay with that because it's comfortable you know i feel like
1: even the mafia has a dress code though
0: at certain events <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i guess so I guess the, if you don't, you know, if you're going off for a hit or something, you don't want to look like your guys. Right. You know, you want to look like somebody else. Yeah. You want to look like some some sweaty guy in the sweaty uh, uh, gang. Yeah. You know. Well, I think a big. track
0: pants. Yeah. Well, I think a big part of it for me at least is I have to dress up for work. So when I'm not doing my job, I ref- I just want to not have to dress that way. Yes. I want to be able to be as casual as possible. And maybe my sense of fashion, uh, you know suffers as a result but at the same time i know we discussed like the the trouble with irony but uh, i do feel like maybe my look is kind of ironic like that is kind of what i'm going for anyways because right. um, i have a i mean i'm wearing a shirt right now that says yeah i vape <laughs> but
1: on the back it says very good at respecting women right which is what vape
0: stands for right even though it's not how <laughs> <a hell. laughs> acronyms work and um but it was a hit you know like that it was, was a, a hit yeah definitely i'm uh, but i was talking to you about this too i'm trying to become more of a movie t-shirt guy yes because i think that would be a nice segue you know only buy t-shirts from movies uh, i've seen I,
1: yeah i used to be a big graphic tees guy i still have a ton of graphic. yeah
0: tees. you have some interesting graphic tees i really
1: like those but it's not like a good place to wear them anymore i'm moving yeah. more and i'm transitioning more to like interesting polos
0: yeah yeah i like the shirt you're currently wearing it's got good design. design i yeah. like it a
1: lot um yeah unfortunately there's no pants i own that really will go with this so all all the colors that work well with it I have designs on them they're like striped or have pineapples on them or something like that
0: uh, i see i mean why don't you just get some like khaki pants Like, you- i don't like khakis yeah oh, okay. i don't like i decided a while ago i was never gonna wear khakis
1: to work just mm-hmm. to see if i could and i've been able to do that i mean obviously i haven't gone into the office for three months so sure. it's easier sure. but i've also i ha- have enough of the other pants and i wash my clothes regularly enough that i can do that and i can also wear jeans to the office that's like part of our uh, okay it's a they it's like business casual plus jeans because we're a
0: manufacturing environments nice stuff. okay so yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean jeans awkward. are work pants that's yeah. what they originally were yeah the whole point was that you can squat they, they look and nice and mine they're comfortable for gold yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, somebody I saw somebody people always make edits for like NFL teams to like for alternate uniforms. And I saw someone who was like we need to have a denim like alternate Oh my <laughs> god, that be <is> so funny. <laughs> Cuz we're the 49ers. Denim jackets, yeah, denim like denim pants, denim blue jerseys which I honestly wouldn't hate. It would be, yeah. uh, I like that shade of blue, but um, I also think it could look pretty bad. <laughs> it, would look, it would look crazy. <laughs> it would be so funny. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. Transition
1: to something else, something more um, I don't know, more accessible. Uh, the the uh, movie shirt t-shirt thing is a good idea. I have a yeah. I Had a fight club shirt. And like one of my great disappointments is somebody made a fight club reference while I was wearing the shirt to me. Oh, no. And I, and I went right over my head
0: because I was not. Paying attention to what shirt I was wearing at the time. He uh, was paying okay, attention okay. to the shirt. Okay, okay. I thought you were going to say that. Unfortunately, someone talked about Fight Club to you. Oh yeah. The whole point is to not exactly. And I was very <laughs> disappointed in him.
1: That's what I should have said to him. Yeah. But thinking back in the shower, I was like, man, I really could have got him with a, you shouldn't be talking about that man. Or something
0: right. Like that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that one's. I mean, I like the movie Fight Club, but I also feel specifically like Fight Club is. uh People could look at that and be like, oh no, right, this guy. Bet you he loves Tyler Durden. Oh this yeah, guy, he's a big Tyler Durden. guy. Yeah, he wishes he was a Tyler Durden. Hey, did you blow up your apartment before you came here? You know, <laughs> like, is that you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Project Mayhem. Well, I mean, because there's such a, there's so many other movies out there, you have such a chance to make references that are s- super specific. That yes, I think are like if somebody gets them, then you've got yes. a, a good. connection. I love right my there. Galaxy Quest shirt
1: that you got me. Yes. I actually I have it with me. Uh, it's my, it's a long sleeve shirt and just says, uh, never surrender or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. It has a picture of the ship on it.
0: Um, yeah. Cause it, it looks more like a shirt you would have gotten at a galaxy quest the like, convention. convention. Yes. It's so perfect. <laughs> 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 yeah uh, that's yeah. Of stuff is awesome it's just uh it's
1: very much a uh like a product of its own little world you know yeah something something obscure like that
0: right that's what i love about talking about these movies in the way that we do is like you get to a level of familiarity with them where uh just seeing references to them kind of unlocks that world for you again yes like seeing a uh like I, i've talked about this too but like the when i see the batman symbol now that used to be like default shirt, guy who has no personality buys a Batman shirt. Sure. But now I'm like, no, there's so much more. Like, that's like a, a huge, like the myth behind Batman. Yeah. Like, I'd love to know why you bought that shirt. Which Batman inspired you? Right. You know? Yeah.
1: It's, there's a lot there. It's a lot there.
0: Yeah. Such an iconic symbol.
1: Before we get off shirts, though, I have this interesting story I found on Reddit the other day. Um, this is something that happened a couple of years ago, like at late 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically these artists on twitter started posting and saying that like don't ever comment on my art with i want this on a t-shirt or i don't like say i want this on." like don't ever say i wish i had a shirt of this or something like that and the reason for that was because there was these bots that were trolling twitter and stealing people's art and putting it on shirts and selling it to people that's, and, ah. and they were using the keywords of shirt or I like the shirt or whatever to fu- identify which things would go on shirts. Um, so they kind of they tried to push back by keeping people from saying it. And then um, they got... It, obviously, that didn't do anything because nobody cares about artists on Twitter. Uh, right. And um, so they started doing even more crazy stuff where they started making designs specifically so that they would be stolen. Oh. Um, Wait, what, what's the... What's the angle? To to try to get them in trouble, basically. Oh, here, I'll, I'll, I have
0: a bunch of them right here. I what, do say. they comment on Mona Lisa? <laughs> Stuff like that. Here. Let's B- see. This site sells stolen artwork. Do not buy from them. And it's just like written in like... <laughs> it's just like kind of like written in handwriting or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of an artsy little... Uh, it, it looks like it could have been a quote or right, something right, inspirational. Right. That's funny. But they, they went a little step further, which I thought was pretty smart. Here, you can describe this one. Yes, let's see. Not licensed by the Walt Disney Company. I'm... Mickey mouse and i w- and i smell like rotten eggs
1: ha ha <laughs> uh, wait wait you read the bottom it says uh this is not a parody we committed copyright infringement and want to be sued by disney we pay all court and tribunal
0: fees and it has a picture of mickey mouse saying that's that. so funny yeah. that is okay that's how you get back exactly ah uh, that that frustrates me so much that there are bots out there doing that oh yeah and here's another one oh with baby God. yoda oh. can you read that
1: here let me zoom in
0: it's me, the official Baby Yoda TM. And this is official merch from a website with permission from Disney. And it's a shirt. It's it's Baby Yoda wearing a shirt that said, I need this stolen art on a T-shirt. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's art. I would wear that shirt. That's the thing. Like, ironically, it's gone past the point of being... Uh,
1: there's a picture of mario Ma- and uh mickey and like in and the, bart in the uh yeah bart too in like the nickelodeon font is this copyright infringement
0: <laughs> um here's another one it looks kind of like a like a penis oh my goodness hello i'm on a trash site that steals art do you want me on your shirt <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is like these these designs are funny
1: enough that like it's uh, it becomes kind of ironic like ironically yeah. interesting. Um, and obviously, uh, I mean, th- there's something somebody posted this a couple of days ago, um, even though it was this happened a few years ago and nobody can seem to find any references to this working out for
0: them. What do you mean, like the uh, the website getting shut down yeah, or, or paying or fines Nick,
1: or yeah, or Disney finding out about it or anything? Yeah. So um, it's possible that nothing happened here. Some other people found like a kind of another way around it, where they like they created a design. Here it is. It's a picture of a cat wearing a shirt that says, um, "I want to. I want this on a shirt. I like. Uh, I would like that on a shirt." It says this drawing on a shirt, and she said, "Post this, comment this instead of saying I want this on a shirt." And that's how I know Mm -hmm. what it is. And then the bots won't know because it's a picture of a cat.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, that's a thing. Like People sell merch to support themselves online. Yeah. And then that merch gets stolen and sold by other people. Uh, And yeah, it's...
1: What's really interesting, I think, about this is... Like, I've, I've made shirts before, and in some, some companies, it's very rare. I mean, there's a couple of them out there that will do one-offs. But for most, like, screen printing companies and stuff, you have to buy it in bulk. Like right, You have to right. buy 25, at least, or more, in order for them to justify printing them. Right, right. But, um, and if you go to, like, any traditional, like, graphic tee site or something, they have a warehouse full of shirts, full of designs that they're hoping will sell, right? Uh, but these are not being printed. Right. They're just pictures being posted on a stock photo of a T-shirt and saying, we'll print this if someone buys it. So like that, um, whatever, supply chain has shortened enough that, you know, people are able to print the shirt um, on demand almost Mm -hmm. um, without ever having to take any sort of upfront cost to uh, actually store these shirts that Potentially nobody will buy, right? Um, so so it,
0: yeah, I mean, so you're saying you could buy one shirt, and that would be the only—that's the only time that shirt would ever exist. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's kind of it's
1: related to those shirts that Curtis Connor talks about on 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 Facebook, where they're like hyper
0: specific. Yeah, it's like, I'm a like country boy born in july and i'm married to a wild like woman who's like a a scorpio right and loves guns and hates salt water that's right something (laughs) super specific i'm an iphone user
1: and and i have green eyes and that makes me better than my brother who has brown eyes and is an apple
0: user right (laughs) if you can't handle me at my truck then don't Talk to me on my birthday. That's in right, September in, in my 2010 Prius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: uh, so they can make those right those shirts because they're they're just algorithmically made right yeah. without ever having to print a warehouse full of hyper specific T shirts. Um, they've been able to figure that out. I don't know how long you have to wait for a shirt like this. Yeah, it's possible. A lot of those these uh, sites don't even exist in um, the U.S
0: which would make them harder to shut down as well. Right. Well, I, I mean, I have an affable chat shirt yeah. that Nick uh, Heredia, shout out Nick Heredia, uh, got for me. And he also got a mug. <laughs> so I, And like I kind of have merch. And people have asked me about that. It's like, oh, you guys sell merch? I'm like, no, these are legit just one-offs. Yeah. Uh, and that's possible now. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I used to order shirts for the fraternity, and we definitely had to order a batch, not just I mean, not that we would have gotten just one, but yeah, uh, that, that wasn't even offered.
1: Right, but we had to, we had to get people to commit beforehand. That's to, right. We to, had to know
0: exactly how many we wanted yeah. and what sizes. Exactly. To, yeah, it was,
1: Yeah, it's, uh, that's the whole part of it. I mean, I, it can't be screen printing, whatever they're doing, because right. there's too many colors. Yeah. Um, so it's got to be some other technology, or maybe screen printing has advanced since the last time I've looked at it. But it's, um, yeah, it's just interesting that this has become so possible now. Um, and people can just do this without mm-hmm. even trying, essentially, because they're just setting it up to do it and uh, letting it go, basically. So, um, and even if the people come up with these funny kind of ways to get around it or try to punish them, it's not as if that's actually going to work out for them, you know? Right. All the artists are doing are getting screwed, and there's uh, no you one. You have to listen. find a new way to monetize. I guess you know maybe T-shirts aren't the way to do it. I, but like they're not even doing it in T-shirts, right? They're just making. Um, or images, they're or just people making are an image. Them on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and someone says, "I wish this was on a t-shirt," and the algorithm and the little bot says, "I can make that happen." Yeah, and then you pay some other company for art that's not theirs.
0: Right, crazy. Yeah, it's weird. Copyright law is so weird. I feel like they really are good at enforcing it in certain c- scenarios and they're really bad at enforcing it in others. Yeah, I don't really know that much about it. It's um, I've tried to learn about it. It's really complicated. It's very complicated. The one thing I do understand is most of the laws that exist are archaic and they were written way before you could even imagine what the Internet was capable of. Yes. So now they're trying to apply those laws across the Internet without really them ever being meant for that.
1: Yes. It's um, I know because the part of the problem is like, replication too i watched this interesting video this morning about how all these like companies are able to screw over consumers because they are of no danger of being replicated because they have patents on specific things yeah um and that means they can just do whatever they want to whoever owns that stuff um and keep charging more and more and there's nothing you can do because otherwise you lose that really powerful tool um and nobody can make another one to undercut them because they have that patent um, and I know for certain situations it's useful, but there's a, there's, you know, it's being abused at the same time. So whatever the solution
0: is, it's going to be more complicated than it is now. Could it possibly be solved though? I feel like the powers that be are, have so much invested in already owning all the stuff. Like for one, I'll give you an example. I feel like things should become public domain much sooner than they do. Yeah. And, and they like Mickey Mouse still isn't public domain. He's been around for forever. Right. You know, so stuff like that. Why would Disney ever let that happen? They yeah. have enough capital to protect themselves from copyright laws changing in a way that doesn't favor them.
1: Yeah, but they don't run everything, you know. And there's a lot of other businesses and stuff that can make it. There's, there's
0: economic arguments for this, you know.
1: But it's, it's, uh, It depends on who gets on the right side of things. In right. A way, you know? But
0: I guess uh, like um, I don't see how shortening the amount of time it takes for something to become public domain would help anybody except for the people who currently have all the copyrights. Right. And those people are benefiting from those in a way that helps them influence the law. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, it's probably an oversimplification. There's, but there's I mean, if
1: somebody new comes up, I mean, the, the example that he gave in the video was Google Fiber um, and how it was it was directly challenging the cable companies because it was trying to lay down its own stuff, its mm-hmm. own infrastructure. Um, and there's there's some law or something written where um, the government gets a cut out of the cable companies' uh, like uh, profits. Mm-hmm. And so they were, Google was going to undercut that. And so the, and the government had an incentive to keep that, uh, keep them from doing anything. Right. But Google is such a huge company, has so much money and so much influence that they were able to push back on that and were largely successful in starting up fiber. Um, you know, he's kind of claiming that uh, they kind of fell off, but I know they're still installing it all over the place. They're installing it near where I live, um, all the time. It is, it's it's a it's a long process, but it's uh it, it is being done. So in that way, they broke through because they were on the other side of it, right? Sure. So if you got enough. People on the other side saying uh, enough powerful people on the other side saying this will be more this will make me more money if I'm able to get into this market, then um, you know you, maybe you could change the law that
0: way. I don't yeah, know. well, because one thing I've heard is uh, I think Jay Cole talked about after 2014 Forest Hills Drive the reason like the album took so long was there was a particular sample that he needed to get cleared and they had so much trouble doing it and he's he makes the case for if you made it you, you know a while back and that helped you become big let other people use that later on uh, let them like continue the story let them redefine the art Uh, Like you were inspired by artists before you let other artists be inspired by you. Um, And I I think I agree with that mentality, uh, but I don't know about all the details because it would definitely suck if like, I don't know, everybody just redid bad by Michael Jackson. You know, (laughs) like I, I kind of like everybody having to be new about it. But I mean, at the same time, what if they remade some older film But it wasn't by the people who own the copyright. It's some brand new people who are like, it's public domain now. We can tell the story of Back to the Future and do something new.
1: Well, that was something that they were talking about a while ago um, when Star Wars got bought by Disney. um, That I heard like kind of like once or twice as an idea. Obviously, it probably would never happen, but like making Star Wars similar to like um, Shakespeare. And this was this was like how um, this is how the extended universe worked, where all these different people um, who knew each other, sort of, right, all interacted through this universe and wrote stories for the universe, and many of them became canon. And then new people would come in and say, "Okay, I want to write another story for this universe and tell more about it," but they don't necessarily agree with the person that came before them, and so they're going to change things or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be cool to see is some major franchise like Star Wars taken under the wing from a bunch of different people. It's like, okay, now this is Ryan Johnson's New Hope. Right. You know, this is Quentin Tarantino's uh, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, right? my goodness. And it's like, you guys still have the original, right, that people influence, but the story is being told by different people through a different lens. Right. Um, I saw this play, uh, The Importance of Being Earnest, uh, which is written by, uh, what's his name, who wrote. Um, Uh, Was it the picture of Dorian Gray, I think? Oscar Wilde, I think? Uh, Let me see. I have my computer. Oscar Wilde. The importance. Yes. The importance of being earnest. Um, It was originally set in like the, um, I think, 1800s, maybe the 1700s. um, And I saw a version of it at my college um, that was set in the 1960s. And it was, it was the same exact story, same exact language and everything, but their clothes were different. They talked about different, they made different mm-hmm. historical references. Um, and it was just really interesting to see how that, this story fit into a different era, but still had much of the same elements. Sure. Um, and I think there's a lot you can do with that. You know, you could twist things and say, okay, well, this is the same story written by George Lucas, but... It's got this. It's got this new interpretation. You got this new idea that somebody's playing around with, yes. and that's like the power of like uh, fan fiction and uh, extended universe and stuff like that. Is uh, and the power of Star Wars in general is they had this, such rich world that
0: people wanted to play with, and right. they let them do that. Same thing with Harry Potter. Exactly. Kind of yeah, I kind of like that idea of with the Shakespearean Star Wars, dude. Yeah, like, thou hast slain mine father. Nay, <laughs> <Not> Luke. Nay. <laughs> I am thy father. Uh, (laughs) No, no. That's (laughs) the (laughs) same. Right, exactly. No, I I do like that. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm of two minds about it because obviously I prefer when people create new things. uh, But I do think there's uh, like having one organization, one entity responsible for a story forever does, you know, restrict us in a certain bit, especially when you think of something like Tarantino remaking something, or like yeah. Wes Anderson's Back right. to the Future or something. <laughs> exactly. You know, like some other, cl- I'm stuck on Back to the Future, but other classic films should sure. be redone. I mean, it's like a cover, right? Done, you know. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it, That's the kind of idea. Like
1: you, when you hear a cover of a song, I mean, nowadays, I guess it's hard to know, especially if it's an older song. Um, but when people talk about that song, talk about the history of that song, they're going to talk about the person who wrote it. You know that person gets all a lot of credit, um, but then it was popularized for a new generation by this new artist or something.
0: Yeah, I remember when uh, "Life Is a Highway" was used in Cars. Yeah, right. And everybody thought it was by Rascal Flatts. It was Yes, yeah, but that's it's right. it's by some other guy who the original was plenty popular. But yes. then for a new generation of youngsters, they were like, "I Rascal Flatts totally wrote yes. that song for Disney Pixar's Cars." <laughs> but that's always going to be the case you know and i
1: don't think we're like that's the thing is like isn't it better to have that song tom uh cochran uh Cochrane.
0: yes yeah Yeah. yeah. right no and i think on the yeah like it's better for tom cochran because otherwise the song wouldn't have had this sudden and jump isn't that in why you make things right
1: so I people mean, can enjoy them yeah. yeah so people can enjoy them i mean some people make it stuff so they can make money but i think people that are really passionate about that the artists inside of these people that do this, or doing it specifically because they want people to enjoy their art, right? So, like, so, so
0: that by that mindset, when you tell a joke to your friend in math class and he says it out loud and everybody laughs, you should be happy since people are enjoying your art. Sure, <laughs> you get none of the credit, but you wrote it. So you gotta enjoy that people. I feel like the. I feel like like I know you're you're making a
1: joke of it, but I really do think that's true. Like it's it was still your words, mm-hmm. right? That did that or whatever. Maybe you just didn't amplify it the right way, and that's right. not. You know, that's not... It's a different skill,
0: right? Oh, totally. Marketing you, is a very real skill. A,
1: it's a totally different skill than it is writing jokes. Sure. You know, you yeah. can be really funny, but if you never know how to get out there,
0: then right. nobody's going to know about it. So, um, If a comedian tells a joke in the forest, but nobody hears care? it. Yeah. <laughs> does anyone still have hecklers? <laughs> you suck. <laughs>
1: the trees are yelling at you. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean that's the thing is like, it seems dangerous because it seems like then people can get in there and ruin something nice that people enjoy, you know, you Mm -hmm. can make it crazy or weird and then people are going to associate that with some beloved thing, you know, but I don't know, like at this point, um, in our culture, we're so saturated with media that like, um, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, there's, there's going to be fan versions of stuff. There's going to be, other fan fiction stuff out there. There's going to be, you know, porn versions of things. There's going to be lots and lots of different versions of something that you, that's really popular. Um, and how you engage with that is totally up to you. I wonder how they
0: get around the copyright for that stuff.
1: It's like parody or something. Okay. You know, it, yeah. it depends. There was this whole thing with... Uh, Lindsay Ellis recently did a video about um, copyright infringement for fan fiction that was really, really interesting. Okay. And she got personally involved in it. Um, which was even crazier, uh, because what this whole thing was about, um, uh, omegas and betas and stuff you were talking about that in the stream oh uh,
0: alpha males beta males yeah yeah uh, yeah sigma males right
1: so this is there's this thing called like the alpha mega uh, the omega verse i think is what it's called yeah it's like which is another male yeah uh, no. <laughs> it's a it's um it's essentially like a universe right sort of like star wars in a way where it's like it's got a lot of fancy elements and stuff but it's also got tropes Um, And those tropes, I think, really more define whether a story is an Omegaverse story or not. Mm. Um, And somebody wrote a fan fiction and then it eventually became a book. um, And she tried to copyright uh, the tropes, essentially, copyright the Omegaverse. Oh, wow. Um, And so that anyone else who wrote in that with those same cliches or whatever, uh, would have to pay her relatives or, or or whatever, or infringing on that copyright. The thing is that she never came up with it in the first place, and everyone who engaged with it or wrote with it always kind of thought of it as like, oh, it's like a fantasy, like a fantasy element. It's like it's like if you have elves in your story, do you have to pay Tolkien? Right. You know, like it, it's it's a similar kind of thing where it's like, oh, this is in a, this uses kind of an umbrella thing, but right. it's not of a certain thing
0: yeah well i think it's something similar is like amazon copyrighted one click purchases sure <laughs> so it's like other websites were like now we have to go around that and right. it's like you have to do two clicks to purchase <laughs> otherwise amazon can sue us for right. copying well, something they quote unquote invented which they didn't they just got the copyright first that's an example of how copyright like sh- shuts down innovation yeah. right i'm and, not sure if that's still true i i, I think th- but that was like an example we learned about in engineering ethics mm. Uh, was yeah, abusing copyright, right? Like
1: well, it's, it's similar to what that, that guy in that video talked about. Is like um, they invented people invented tools that were really useful, and then copyrighted those tools, and now people can't make another version of it without infringing on that copyright, even though this other person owns so much of that market and could easily be cut, undercut with a cheaper product, right? Right. Um, uh, but they uh, they avoid competition and innovation, uh, and discourage innovation. By holding those copyrights, so I don't know. I don't know what that solution is. I think for people like us, it's easy to imagine that um, giving artists more freedom is a is a good thing. But I don't know what it's like to be such like a famous person who has to protect their IP from from nefarious actors. Yeah. From people making terrible T-shirts and saying, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm Mickey Mouse and I smell like poop," like you know, like that's not good for Disney's brand to have that right. association. I so. mean, I'm
0: sure. Yeah, we'd have cer- we certainly have our I- opinions influenced after we write our hit song. Exactly. And suddenly we need the yeah we need those streams to count, and we don't want people right putting it on their podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, without credit. <laughs> yeah,
0: yes. yeah. So
1: I don't know. It's a it it is a wild thing. I don't. And it's um. Like you said, it's an archaic thing, too, and it's unlikely to change without major players getting involved with it.
0: Yeah. How would Yoda talk if he was in Shakespeare? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a hard enough time. So, okay, here's the trick with Yoda, right? He, he ends everything with a verb. That's the thing. It's not backwards. Yeah. It's a, it's a verb last. That's well, like a classic Yoda line. Uh, yeah. There is no try. Uh, only do is that what it says
0: yeah i think so dang i'm blanking on yoda because all i can think of is uh, pain leads leads to to fear yes fear leads to anger anger leads to suffering suffering (laughs) i don't know how i can Shakespeareify that
1: do not try do not try there is no try do I, I do I can't I don't know I I'm, try again try again but,
0: but, but don't not do it this yeah, time do it better this time
1: <laughs> yeah my favorite Yoda line is with great power comes great responsibility that's
0: not Yoda <laughs> sorry that's Spider-Man <laughs> that's Uncle Ben oh. <laughs> oh my gosh with great power if cometh great <laughs> responsibility Beth. Ye old Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> Ye old um,
0: Man-Spider. Peter of Parker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know. It
1: just sounds like a lot more fun, you know? It sounds like a, a freer world in that way. So
0: Yeah, but you could also say it's like, well, we're just lazy and can't come up with our own thing that's just as epic. We should just invent it. I I guess you know
1: you know but like everything's
0: based on something. Yeah, I, I believe know. that's so true. Like you do have a totally original thought is so rare. You you know everything is influenced by something. I, don't, I mean,
1: I think it's just a myth altogether. It's like you you're an envi- you're a part product of your environment, and that tells you about how things act. And yeah, you, know, you make connections about things. Um, and we I think reward people that make surprising connections yeah this is like this and no one's ever thought of that before yeah I mean that takes that is creativity I think to me
0: yeah no I agree because some of the most original premises for films I've seen is Tarantino films but Tarantino films are explicitly filled with references to old cinema exactly so you can make something quote-unquote original that's built off of little pieces of everything else and it's still you know original so um, yeah I, I definitely agree with that I mean I think everybody's also kind of of raised not raised but like they are who they are as a result of their media consumption you know that's a big portion of who you are Um, so the things that you consume make you and uh, that's fine you know there's nothing wrong with letting that influence who you are yeah
1: and i i mean that's what makes people unique in a way right is the things that you thought were important when you were a kid and that influenced you going up and you want to make more stories like that or or tell Stories like that or whatever.
0: Well, what did you think of this year's Oscars uh, as far as the response to the show? Oh, did anybody watch it? Nobody did. And and I don't really like TV ratings as a mark of how imp- culturally significant something was because I, <laughs> I don't even have one of those boxes in my house. So nobody's keeping track of me. Yeah. And also, there's other ways to watch things now. But that being said, apparently the ratings for the Oscars were terrible this year and also the movies that were in it, uh, you know, the word on the street is that nobody watched them. I certainly didn't see most of them. We have a movie podcast, and we still only—I don't even
1: know which movies were nominated for
0: Oscars. Soul won. Soul Soul was a winner. Yeah. For what? Uh, best, best animated animation. motion picture. Yeah. Okay. Pixar took another one home. Good for them. Yeah, they deserved it. Yeah, the movie's uh, awesome. They, they, yeah, that movie's really good. Listen to our episode about it, by the way. <laughs> but the rest of it, a lot of people thought. Not important, not something I care about. It's kind of just a Hollywood circle jerk. Yeah. Which it always has been. Exactly. My stance hasn't changed. I think the Oscars are a popularity contest that is not based on totally on merit. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't get upset if your movie doesn't win. Because it's not, at the end of the day, it's not about who had the best movie. It's about who's got the connections and who yeah, these pretentious folks yeah, want exactly. to give awards you
1: to, to. No, the whole thing is is silly. And I think we've talked about it many times about yeah. how, how silly it is. Um. And they have had many opportunities to innovate, you right? Know, and they have refused to, yeah. So, like, I think, I think awards things are useful the same way as for the exact same reason that like end of year recap stuff is useful. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, interesting, yeah. and I and I think as human beings, one of our driving purposes is to organize and categorize yes and label (laughs) yes so it's really nice when we all work together to do that yeah um and so like end of year lists can be really satisfying for that sort of thing And and award stuff can be the same way it's like oh they won this year this is this was important for this reason people thought this was important um but if you know, if you're not putting any sort of objective matter to this, which you can't. You can't. Absolutely You not, absolutely can't. Then you have to um, accept that people are going to be wrong, right? Yes. It's not, it doesn't matter who won. It's just somebody's opinion. Right. It's just as valid as yours. Right. So like, um, yeah, I never understood people getting upset about it. It never made any sense to me. But right. it, at the same time, I want there to be a good awards thing for this. You know, I want there to be something that actually encompasses something that represents cinema because I think that it deserves to have something like that. And yeah. it's so nice when people get recognized for that sort of thing because then they're more
0: likely to be more successful in the future. And right, I, I want to reward that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, especially when you uh, recognize contributions for people who don't always get seen as... Contributors. Right, right.
1: It's because the bo- people are obsessed with the blo- box office stuff, the box office numbers stuff is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and those movies that do well play the game super well. And um, it's always fascinating seeing how they, how they, what their strategy is and all that stuff. But that's an entirely separate category, right? Yes. And what you want to do is you want to reward these movies that don't necessarily get seen as much, but you can give a lot of attention to. Yeah. Um, which I think the Oscars has done a pretty good job at um, in the past. But they've always like the fact that there's something called Oscar bait is just proof that the system doesn't make any sense as like a objective or anything,
0: right? Well,
1: award system
0: again. I've seen like a lot of takes about this year's Oscars in particular, like society has progressed past the need for the Oscars, sure. or saying like this is just this proves that Hollywood is dead. You know, R.I.P. Hollywood. That's and, not true. Uh, but <laughs> because I also think a lot of people have political reasons to perpetrate that belief. Yeah. But I also think that the media landscape has been changing. And this year was kind of a perfect storm of uh, like showing us that people's eyes aren't all on movies anymore. So you're saying TikTok killed the Oscars. I'm saying TikTok. I'm saying Twitch. I'm saying YouTube. I'm saying... uh the like streaming television shows and, and streaming services in general, all those things can take away from uh, also the pandemic where you didn't go to movie theaters, all those things combined, I think, had a huge influence uh, and shifted kind of our uh, per, like the way that we consume media away from movies having this kind of top tier mm. uh, yeah, perception compared to other mediums. Well, we'll see
1: because they did a lot of things different this year. The format yeah. was completely different, there was no host, right? um so we'll see maybe next year they'll they'll yeah uh, they'll come back to the same way and i say, think there
0: could be a bounce back uh, i think a, that you could probably expect that again because once people start going to movie theaters again i think that would help but at the same time i do think there's kind of an irreversible thing that's happening not necessarily it's irreversible but it's progressing we are changing the way we consume media and that's going to affect uh you know how how much we care about things like the i
1: think years. that's true it's just like I don't know. It's always surprised me how much people just do things because they've done them before. Yeah. You know, like because I, I have talked to people about the Oscars all the time. People always ask me about the, oh, are you going to watch the Oscars or who do you think this is going to win the Oscar or whatever. And I always tell people I've never watched them. Um, and they're like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. And here's why. And they're like, yeah, you're right. And they're like, are you not going to watch it? No, I'm going to watch it again. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like they just aren't willing to change their behavior for whatever
0: reason. Well, sure. But what about people who've never done it before and they aren't going to start? Right. You know, like, yeah, uh, no,
1: I do think that we are shifting toward it, but it's just like it's such a slow process. It's so much harder than just like, oh, it's obvious this is dumb, you know, right. It it takes something else to replace it, or some or
0: something. Well, I saw a take from Bill Maher. He was being edgy. I don't even think that's the right way to describe it. But he was basically attacking, (laughs) calling out people who watch Twitch. I feel like, oh yes, I did see that. Yeah, where he was saying that anybody who watches other people was that a recent? Was that a recent clip? I saw it recently. I don't watch Bill Maher. So Maher, how you say it? No, Bill Maher, Mayor. Bill Bill Maher. Yeah. Is that really how you say it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Can we pull it up? I believe you. Again, no. I don't watch him.
1: So. He's always... I only time I ever see him is when he has some
0: really stupid take. Right. That's when I see him, too. And it's, <laughs> he always says it in such a condescending yes. way where he's like, okay, everybody needs to stop fooling around. Here's the real truth. And then he drops some sort of take that's... uh uh Marr. Sorry. Bill Marr? Yeah, that's right. Isn't it? No. I'm thinking of Gil Mar from from... Uh, Can you hear this? No. Bill Maher. (laughs) Do it again.
1: (laughs) Bill Maher. Okay. (laughs) How about
0: about this? Does this help? Bill Maher. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bill Maher. Uh, uh, Wasn't that the name of the guy from Small Soldiers? Oh, uh, Gil something? Gil Mars was the name Gil of Gil Mars. Yeah, that's Dennis Leary, the CEO right, right. of Globotech Industries. That's right. He's arrogant, greedy, overconfident, and narcissistic. And he always wants to be one step ahead of his competitors. Yes. And then after the carnage of small soldiers, he just signs a check and makes it all go away. Oh, yeah. Yes. Gil Mars. Classic. Definitely worth remembering who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but like i don't know i mean we've had this conversation before but i don't think like it's not valid for you to say oh the uh, this new generation the way they spend their time is
0: so dumb yeah you know i think that's obvious (laughs) like for him to even go out and say that's like okay boomer Yeah, like you just it's different than what you did but it doesn't mean it's bad it's
1: like it's like i i think about this all the time you know about how i want to Act as an old person. How I want to view the younger generation, and I don't want to. I don't want to try to break the cycle that's been going on since literally for literally two thousand years, where the older generation thinks the younger generation is stupid. Right. There's, I mean, there's documents showing that, and it's just <laughs> in like so. You engaging with that is like. Like, yeah, it's seriously old man staring at cloud or yelling at cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, it's a,
0: the tablet they found in ancient Mesopotamia that has, like, an older gentleman, like, complaining about something a younger Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so like, silly. It's been going on ever since they've had so writing. Like, just because you don't...
1: Because you think it's dumb or, or whatever, doesn't mean that other people don't like it. Right. You know? Well, it doesn't
0: mean that it doesn't have merit. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, I think there are certainly things in our culture that are harmful and stuff. But of course. I don't, I don't think... I don't think Twitch is one of them, not necessarily.
0: Right, again, but if you want to look at something holistically, like I think it's impossible to say binary good or bad right. on anything uh, like as complex as Twitch or TikTok. Um, like, for instance, my take on TikTok is that it's, it's a good content, platform for creators because it's very decentralized and if you make things that are good for the algorithm you can you can blow up but it's i also think it's bad because a lot of the stuff that becomes popular on tiktok is horrible and i don't like looking at it and i think about how harmful it is for young people to be seeing that on a constant loop not to mention the endless scroll which we've talked about but um to just say oh tiktok bad is is a bad take
1: yeah exactly i mean it's just a new form of something that's existed for a while now you know I mean, it's, it's Vine, but vertical. Oh, Vine was vertical, too. Vine was square. Uh, Vine was square. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we are, we are, we are innovating, you're saying. We're yeah, get, I guess we're so. We're getting longer. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the <laughs> day right.
0: where our eyes shift on our face and they're yes. stacked above our nose because why, you know what I'm saying? We have horizontal eyes right now. Okay. Built for watching <laughs> okay, widescreen. Okay, okay.
1: Widescreen is good for, because yeah, you have horizontal eyes,
0: yeah. but people
1: are vertical. So it makes sense for things to be filmed vertically.
0: What does that mean? What do you mean, what does that
1: mean? The thing I watch has to be shaped like me? Yes, because then you can fit on the screen. There's not a lot of empty
0: space. Right, but that's only if we're filming humans. There's plenty of other things you can look at. <laughs>
1: you know there's a lot more humans than anything else, right? Like, What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I can make the case, there's, aren't there more trees than there are humans? But trees don't do anything. Trees don't do dances. I don't know. And I, trees are vertical, too. I think this is... <laughs> <laughs> What about bushes? How many bushes are there? <laughs> Nobody cares about bushes. <laughs> I, I, um, I don't care what you're looking at. It's what we're doing. The looking. We have to be horizontal. I don't. I. I think that vertical videos, uh, are are they're tough to make because I feel like there's a lot of the screen that gets wasted. Eventually, was because you're just because that's like the classic way that things have been
1: doing it. And not necessarily. I don't think a lot of the screen is being used wasted because you can see the whole person's body,
0: head to toe. So much easier. Yeah, but is that what's most important? is If you see their entire body.
1: If they're doing some sort of dance or something, then yes.
0: Okay, fair enough. If they're doing some sort of dance. Yeah, which is what what it started off as, his dancing app. No, it started off as a lip-syncing app. That's true. It was music.ly, musically. Um, I don't know. I'm not prepared enough to debate this with you right now. (laughs) I still stand by... (laughs) Uh, cause I, a long time ago I watched a video, it was like a PSA and there was t- people saying stop filming in vertical on your phone because it's better to watch the video on widescreen. You can see it better because of the way your eyes are oriented. Sure. But maybe it's time for me to reconsider that position. I, I feel I like mean, it's true. I but... feel like horizontal is, I mean, horizontal is good.
1: I'm not, I'm not saying horizontal is worse. Yeah. It's just, uh, it has different use.
0: Well, um, yeah. Okay. I guess I'd be willing to, to sit on that middle ground. Um, I just, as a person who has, has to edit videos, I feel like I'm w- like restricted with the way that I have to film things, uh, in vertical. Well, I mean, it's annoying
1: like on the stream when you're watch when you are watching a vertical video, because yeah. there's not a good way to do that. Right. Your phone is
0: vertical, yes. which, which yeah, things fit on it. I, maybe that's part of it. I don't like watching... I don't like the idea of watching things on your phone as opposed to... Like, if it's something that you actually worked on, like a movie... Yeah. Or, like, something that took editing and, and like, a lot of detail and and, and practice. Like, it it seems like a cheap inversion. Oh, yeah. That's why Quibi failed. So... Yeah.
1: But, like, that's the... But that's not what's happening, right? I think if somebody came out with a vertical movie... It'd be super annoying. Yes. You know, because I think like, my TV's not gonna work that way. Yeah. And it would feel weird. Maybe if maybe if it was maybe if I had turned was able to turn my TV vertically and able to watch it that way, maybe I would feel okay with it after a year or so of getting used to it or something. Uh-huh. But it would
0: feel very weird
1: if it was like that. But yeah. if I'm just if I'm watching some short video of somebody doing something for a minute, it like I don't know, it's not that weird. I yeah, guess it
0: doesn't matter. I mean I'm definitely used to it at this point. But I mean, like if you're TikTok. watching
1: something on if you're watching a TikTok on a youtube video or on a youtube play or something right you know or um i don't know like on on a, on your desktop or something right it's super annoying because it's like half the half the screen is black yeah i can only see what's in the middle i hate my, my screen is horizontal but this video is vertical
0: yeah i hate when people post vertical videos that are recorded in horizontal on Twitter where mm. it's like all you can see is the middle portion of a horizontal <laughs> so video. He's wasting oh, like 90% of the <laughs> real estate. on the screen. tiny tiny. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's so funny. Yeah, you got to remove those black bars. You got to crop that out. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a uh, I don't know, things change,
1: that's the thing. That's the thing that you have to you have to kind of accept, mm-hmm. you know? Like I always think about this for uh, language like people who resist changes in language, yeah. And stuff. You're you. The analogy I really like is you are a rock in a stream. You know, mm-hmm. at first it seems like you're making progress, but over time you are going to be eroded away. And yeah, that's it. For Sometimes you.
0: it's easier than others. Sometimes I find new phrases that I easily want to include in my uh, vernacular because it's it's fun. Right. But then there's other things. For like I I understood the concept you're talking about, where you have to just go with what everyone else is doing. Uh, was when literally stopped meaning literally
1: yeah it's already switched it's already switched meanings twice it literally means figuratively at when it was first invented it meant figuratively
0: really yes did figuratively exist
1: i don't know and then it and then it became like uh like hard whatever like uh actually or whatever like a very um you know literally. Right. Um and then it uh it literally meant literally. And then it became a a um uh what's it a modifier. Right. Which and meant metaphorically. My brother says that that happens for any word that means really. Okay. Like a, I think probably even really was a uh was had that same problem where it meant no this is the thing that happened. Yeah. And now it is used as a modifier to mean, oh, no, this is an
0: exaggeration. Right, right. And when I found out about that, it literally drove me insane. (laughs) Okay. So it didn't make me very happy.
1: (laughs) Right. But like, whatever, you know. (laughs) Right.
0: Exactly. That's that's you're exactly right. Sitting there and stewing in my own. Like, like, are you going to die on this hill for literally? No, it's it's pointless. Exactly. It is no reason to fight against it. Right. So uh, same thing when people talk about just like kind of casual speech. Where it's like, that's not proper use of grammar. It's like, who cares? You know, it's, it's yeah. like, you understood what I said, and that's the whole point. not writing an essay here. You yeah. know, like, it doesn't matter.
1: Um, as long as my point is, as long as I can get my point across, right. then uh, you understand what I'm trying to say. There's certainly ways to make that more clear and more poetically. Sounds oh, yeah. better. But uh doesn't necessarily mean that there's only one way to do that.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I've been reading enough David Foster Wallace to know that there's definitely ways to get your point across (laughs) in a very long form. Roundabout way.
1: (laughs) A much easier way to say this.
0: (laughs) Oh man. I love learning about a guy like he's, he's about to like reach for a marker. And then I spend the next five pages learning about his like skincare routine in his apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're going to trigger me. Um, yeah, sorry. We'll save David Foster Wallace for a different episode. Yeah.
1: It I don't know. It, it's such a... Um, it is really interesting, you know? And I think it's just interesting watching people react so poorly to it. Because it's like, I feel at this point in our development, we are so much more aware of history than ever before. Mm-hmm. And um, you just kind of have to realize when you're fighting a losing battle, you know? Uh, like... I think you can maybe make the argument, and I've heard this argument too, is that we're we're going to reach a point where we can't progress anymore, where like our brains are only going to be able to handle so much information, and then anything else that comes in replaces something else, and we're not going to be able to hold all of these different worldviews and opinions at the same time. There's only so much that we can process, essentially.
0: Um, and We as fleshy right. skin bags, exactly. but not us plus neural implants. True.
1: Us plus our our phones necessarily, right? Right. We have better memories now than ever before. That's right. I can, I can literally... Remember, I can remember anyone's phone number without yeah. even trying.
0: I can literally remember what my grocery list was two years ago. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> and that time I actually do mean literally. <laughs> I understood from the li- context what you meant.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but like at the same time, it's possible that we are, you know, maybe we're reaching the limits of what we can possibly do. Maybe, we, maybe we're maybe we just not very good at long-term thinking, you know, and we're going to fall into the same patterns over and over and over again. Mm. No matter how much of history we know, we're, there's only so much we can know, and therefore we're going to end up repeating ourselves ad nauseum or something. But I don't know. I don't know if I completely agree with that either. I think that with the inventions of new technologies, you become more efficient with your thought and you can... Uh, you can do th- more with that, you know? And I think, uh, like I said, we're more aware of history now than ever before because people are more educated now than ever before. We're more likely to avoid those same traps that we've
0: fallen into. Yeah, just Google it hundreds of years before. Has yeah. this ever happened before, Google? Yeah. Thank you. Has this ever happened before? Yeah, I don't want to repeat history. <laughs> Google, would an idiot do this? <laughs> yes. Okay, then I will not do it. Perfect. Thank you,
1: Google. <laughs> Just guide my actions, Google. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, um, I think we're over an hour now, Josh. Oh, perfect. Is there anything else you wanted to bring no, up? No, I think week? I, I think I'm good. I'm really happy to be able to do this in person. Hopefully, yes. we do this a lot more uh, in the future. Now that we're both on the uh, the good side of vaccinated. That's right. So. Double dosed. Double dosed up, dude. Were you, Were you the
1: one who told me about um, Arnold Pharma? Pharma?
0: <laughs> I didn't come up with that, but I did tell you about the guy that I heard that phrase. Right, which reason. is where you mix your yeah, Moderna they, and Pfizer a, vaccines. Right, one guy got the like his first dose was Moderna and his second dose was Pfizer. <laughs> so Ar- Ar- Arnold Farmer. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> Pretty sure that did not work and he needed, I don't know what happened right, to, him, next, happened to but him but he was in the news for not good yeah, reasons. Yeah, but, well, it's because the, microchip, the Microsoft chip doesn't allow
1: with the uh the apple chip right right so the software update just didn't go through no it's sony Sony, oh, does sony the chip. Chip. <laughs> sorry sorry
0: <laughs> um but yeah dude we're gonna be doing more of this and we'll have more in-person stuff it's gonna be uh, it's gonna low-key be key epic very low-key <laughs> barely epic um but I don't know, do you remember the plugs where we have oh, to do? Um I can definitely remember the
1: plugs. The first plug is that you should subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or um iHeart Media or Google Podcasts, Radio or uh, any of the other places out there that um Host podcasts, yeah, and go on there. your
0: friend's phone and subscribe to us there too. Yes, that we'll, helps us too. Yeah, that,
1: <laughs> and if you uh, you'll definitely get the messages sent to you if you sub if you subscribe on your friend's phone.
0: Right, right, and uh, and leave us a review wherever uh, that leave is. Leave us a review, right? thank you. Uh, and and you, uh, you can listen. You can also find us. We don't just do podcasts. We do all type of content. So you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Affable Chat on all of those, and
1: yeah. also uh, YouTube is another one that you yes. can find us on.
0: If you search Affable Chat, we're the only ones. It's true. It's like Tigger from uh, from 100 uh, Acre Pooh. Woods. That's yeah. right. He's the only one. And we're yes. also the only one. We're the only Affable Chat. The only chat. one spelled with two Gs. That's right. Uh, well, no. There's <laughs> 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 actually zero Gs. But, uh, we also have an email address. That's right. AffableChat if at If you really g- want to go email, back in time. Dot com. Speaking of Bill Maher. Yes, I assume he has an email address. Yeah, that guy loves emails. He's always he's always talking about uh, writing emails. Uh, and also, um, if you want to piss off Bill Maher, then you can watch Affable Chat on Twitch. That's right. We're live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern uh, for the express purpose of pissing Bill Maher off. Uh, so come check us out. Come chat with us live. Putting the chat in Affable Chat. That's right. On Twitch. Yeah, the chat is actually you guys that's uh wow yeah it's always been about my brain is leaking out of my ears wow (laughs) literally it literally i'm in person with joey and i'm not kidding his brain is literally leaking out of his ears take me to the hospital yes okay let's go (laughs) that's gonna do it for this episode of apple chat for apple chat i'm benjamin and i'm joey thanks for listening